I know that, that God is faithful. I want to share with you this morning a message if I can. God will help us, and we need His help. Can I tell you something that, that pastor is so good at it that he will never tell you? Um, uh, this, is, this is hard. <laughs> this, is, this is difficult, you know, because we, we don't just preach a, a message that, that we found somewhere. We get on our face, we get on our knee, and we know that there are people that come into this house that are hurting. We know that people come into this house today that need the Lord's word. They don't just need something. They need a word from the Lord and seeking him and, and standing up here in front of all of you as good looking as you are right now. It can be terrifying. And I'm going to tell you, it's in my weakness that he's made strong. So to God be the glory this morning for a message that he's given me called Dig Again. There's a story of a farmer's son, and it says this, the farmer's son was returning from the market with the crate of chickens his father had entrusted to him. When all of a sudden the box fell and broke open, and chickens scurried off in different directions. But the determined boy walked all over the neighborhood, scooping up the wayward birds and returning them to the repaired crate. Hoping he had found them all, the boy reluctantly returned home, expecting the worst. He said, Pa, I just like saying Pa, I just, uh, Pa, the chickens got loose, but I managed to find all 12 of them. And Pa said, it didn't say that, I'm just saying that again. Pa said, well, you've done a good job, son, but you left with seven. I want to tell you that there's some of us this morning, there's some of us this morning that we're going to walk out of here with more than what we walked in here with. God's going to do it because he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ask or think. How many are ready to walk out of here with God's blessing? Stand with me for a second. I know you've been standing worshiping the Lord and you're probably tired, but this is the last time until my second point that's going to touch you and you're going to stand up again. It says in Romans chapter 5, verse 3 through 5, says this, it says, not only that, keep, keep your finger in your Bible there or your, your phone Bible app, not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering, we rejoice in our sufferings, we rejoice even in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, it produces something, we go through something tough and bigger than us, and it produces something. It produces endurance, perseverance. And that perseverance, it produces character. And this character is not just a, a character off a movie. This character is a godly character. It's shaping who we are, even when no one's looking. And that character, I'm sharing in the midst of that, forgive me. And endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who He has given to us. God, we love you. We praise you. We praise you, God, even in the difficult situation. God, even when we feel like, God, the rain cloud is 
over the top of us and it seems to like us better than others, God. I want to tell you that there's something greater over us than what we've been through and that's who we're going to and that's you, God. And We know that we belong to you today and God, we're giving our lives, God, afresh and new and God, we're giving our, all of ourselves, we're giving our thoughts and our heart, God, and our hands, God, to do the work of the Lord because we praise you and you've been so good to us. Thank you for pouring your Holy Spirit into our hearts. God, thank you for the love, God, that we sense and feel even in this house today. It's by your power. God, we give you praise. God, help us. Speak to us. Give us the words we need. God, let us walk out of here blessed. Walking, God, in your divine favor. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can be seated this morning. One thing about life that I've learned, I'm 37 years old. Nobody even reacted there. I thought, I thought maybe you'd say no way or gasp, you know, but nobody gasped. Nobody gasped at all. That was your that was your cue there to help me. But one thing about life I've learned in my 37 years is life is not like a Hallmark movie. All the husbands just peeked up right here. They're they're Oh, is it just my house that Hallmark is on repeat? I don't know. My wife is tired of me watching them with her because at the beginning of the movie, I'm already telling her so-and-so is going to marry that and it's all going to be perfect and the business is going to come back and it's all going to just turn out this great. And I've learned about that and, and she hates that I'm even bringing that up, but we're changing our cable and she had to make sure she got Hallmark, and she doesn't know, but I've called them and made sure that Hallmark is not on the, the latest cable deal. I'm just kidding. I, I'm just totally messing with you. She'll take ESPN off, and I'll take Hallmark off. But I know that life is not a, like a Hallmark movie. Can I preach for a minute and be real and honest? Truth is, we go through some really tough stuff sometimes. Truth is, is we battle with things that if we were honest uh, and, and we were transparent that sometimes nobody else knows about. And sometimes it can be very confusing why we battle with what we battle with. Some of the things that we've come up against, sometimes we may feel like we didn't deserve them. And sometimes it just, it seems bigger than us. I tell people all of the time that, that the trials that we go through in life, unfortunately, and, and difficultly sometimes to think about there there's no buffet to pick from trials we go through we we just go through the trials that that are in front of us and we have to trust the Lord as he guides us and he leads us and he brings about his perfect and pleasing will and and I know that this life and this world it's it's broken we will go through some difficult times but I want to tell you something even in those difficult times let it point us to the one that's perfect and let us not only point us to the one that's perfect, but let us point it to the place that's perfect. Like Brian said, one day he's coming back to get us. And, and if, if I live to, to see that and experience that, or if I pass away one way or another, these feet one day are going to be on streets of gold. And it's not because I'm good, and it's not because I'm a good person or a nice guy or any of that. It's because the, the shed blood of Jesus Christ 
has been applied to my heart and my faith is securely and steadfast in His grace and His mercy. He's changed me and He's transformed me. And because of that, I'm walking streets of gold. They're going to open that Lamb's Book of Life one day and they're going to find James Cameron Jones. You didn't know that was my first name, but they're going to find James Cameron Jones in that book. And I'm telling you, I'm going to be forever grateful. I'm broken when Peggy Kelly stands out and sings like an angel that song because it, it was the Lord that saved my life. It was the Lord that saved me and changed me. And I'm thankful for that. One, one day in this broken world, I, I'm going to give up this perishable body and put on imperishable. I'm going to put, take off this mortal body. is going to give way to an immortal body. And the Bible says that when he comes, I'm going to be like him. I'm going to stand. The Bible says that in heaven there's no more crying there. There's no more death there. There's none of these trials and these tribulations that we're going through here. And I want to tell you something today. We, we can't get too heavy in things of this world. We can't get too tied down to things of this world and situations in this world. We've got to look to a world that's to come. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, it speaks of all of these great men and women of faith. And they were all looking to a world that was to come. They were looking to a promise that was to come. They all went through situations and difficulties. But by purification of their faith and trusting and obeying in God, they were able to, if they didn't experience it themselves, they saw it from afar off. But they were looking to something that was to come today. I, I'm looking to a, a world that's to come. That, that world, that, that living is, is in the, the Lord Jesus Christ and ultimately eternity in Him. The Bible says that for God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever would believe in Him should not perish but have eternal life. I'm thankful for that eternal life today. That eternal life is not going to be like this life. <laughs> There's going to be no wheelchairs there. And strokes that have had its effect on my body will not have an effect on our bodies anymore. Heart attacks that have affected different people, that, that, that's not going to affect us anymore. We're going to stand up righteous and we're going to stand up redeemed and we're going to stand up next to him. I just feel like preaching for just a minute about what God is going to do for us and about where we're going. We, we don't have to fret, we don't have to worry because he's taking care of it and he's guiding us and he's leading it. Maybe we need a whole message on heaven again and we need to talk about heaven and, and where we're going today because I promise you it's going to be worth it. I promise you every step of the way and every Every difficult thing that you went through when you trusted God and he guided you through it. When you get to heaven, you're going to say, thanks be unto Jesus Christ who continuously caused me to triumph because I made it to this place today. And I never want to miss it. Don't miss it for the world. Trust in him and put your faith in Jesus Christ and follow him. But I want to tell you something that I've learned and, and I've said to myself, I, I've said to myself a lot over the last week. Is life and ministry is about 5% of what you know and 95% just not giving up. That's really good right there. That, that needs to go on like a piece of wood on top of your kitchen stove, like one of those things you buy at Hobby Lobby. 5% what you know and 95% just refusing to quit refusing to give up, but I prayed and I fasted. Well, I'm going to pray and fast again, and then I'm going to pray, and I'm, but I've tried, and I did this, and I tried to ask this, and nobody seemed to care. I tried to do this ministry, and nobody showed up, but I'm going to try again, and I'm going to dig again. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep it up. I'm not going to quit. I'm, I'm going to refuse to quit. 
And then in my refusal to quit, I'm going to learn some things along the way. And then maybe in a few years, I'll have some things to know I could tell somebody. But in the meantime, I'm not going to give up. I feel like preaching that even today. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to look back. I'm going to trust in him. There's something powerful about a person that refuses to quit. There's something powerful about a person that refuses to turn back. There's something powerful about a person that will not give up. Proverbs 24, 16 says this. It says, the righteous may fail seven times. I used to read this all the time, and I would preach about it, talk about getting up and, and, and going, and, and I would think about, man, sometimes we fall. And, and I read this just this last week, and it, it touched me. You know that righteousness, the, the righteousness, the, the measure of righteousness in this scripture right here, it's not in the fact that they fell. It even says that the righteous may fall seven times. The, the prerequisite for righteousness wasn't in the falling. Listen, it says, but they rise again. So it actually displays some righteousness that when I fall, I, I get back up. That, that get back up is actually a, a display of, of righteousness. That, that refusal to quit, that refusal to stay down in the mully grubs as pastor. I have never known what that was, but pastor says that all the time. To stay down in the dumps and down in the despair and down in the discouragement. Instead, I'm going to rise up. I, I've made mistakes and I've made some decisions. Rise again. I did this and I've done that. It seems like things haven't worked out. I just want to tell you today that it's not according to good works that any man should boast. It's according to the grace of God and that when he touches you and you rise again, that is going to be displayed as righteousness before the Lord. It's not my good works. I'm not self-righteous in any way. I want to walk in the grace and the mercy of God. But I want to tell you something today. When I do fall and when I do make mistakes, I'm going to run to the, to the Lord. I'm going to rise again. I'm not going to stay down in that place, in that pit. I, I just felt Jesus right there. I'm not going to stay in that pit. You know what a pit is, right? It's a dark dungeon. It's a place that's been dug out for, for prisoners. It's been dug out to keep somebody in the darkness. But I pray they walk out today of that pit. I, I pray they climb out, walk out of that place free as can be with their eyes fixed on the prize of Jesus Christ. It's 5% knowing and 95% not giving up. Listen, in Romans chapter 5, the beginning of that chapter, the first verse and the second verse, it says, Therefore... Since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. I'll tell you, that is so powerful. I'm so thankful for that. It says, through him we also have obtained access, access by faith into this grace in which we stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. I love this. It says, we have been given access by faith. By trusting, like Gary was, Pastor Gary was singing to us and leading, by trusting in the Lord, by believing in the Lord, by putting our faith and our belief in, in action, and not just in word, but also in our deed and how we live. We, by faith, we've been given access into this grace by which we fall. No, this is by which we stand. It says we fall in faith into this grace in, in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. That means we stand today in the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ. 
I don't know where you are and what you think, but the grace of God I'm thankful for. When that amazing grace comes over the bagpipes and we hear that in honor of our veterans, I I think of the sacrifice they made, but I can't help but be thankful for the amazing grace of Jesus Christ. I can't help but be thankful that a hymn that was written hundreds of years ago still speaks to the heart of people because the grace of God is still awesome. The grace of God is still amazing. The grace of God still pulls us out of dark places and into a a place of of everlasting light and and power. I'm thankful for that grace today by which we stand or in which we stand. We we stand in grace. I'm telling you, that's powerful right there. We're we're in His grace and and we stand in that. And because of being in His grace with, with which we stand, we rise again. There's a, a story in the Bible in my message the title, Digging Again, a, a story of a man by the name of Isaac. And Isaac, I've, I've been thrown to this, and actually I tried four times to not talk about this, and I kept coming back to it. And so here you get it today. You get all of it right here. But the story of Isaac is in Genesis chapter, the one story of, of Isaac's life is in Genesis chapter 26. And, and Isaac is the, the son of promise. He's the son of Abraham. You know, Abraham being uh, up in age and Sarah up in age, they were promised by God that they would. she was barren in her womb and they were promised by God. And being up in age, it seemed hopeless, but God gave them a promise that she would one day bear a son and have a son. And this son's name was Isaac. God fulfills all of his promises. God always takes care of his business. It's a matter of us honoring him and following him and doing what we're supposed to be because God always honors his word and he always comes through. He always comes through and he always does what he said he's, he's going to do and he does it in just the right time and just the perfect way to bring about his will. I just feel like preaching to somebody for a minute because they need to hear that again, that God will fulfill his promise. I'm looking all across this room at people I've prayed for and people that we've prayed with and God's spoken to them and I can see even the person next to him is a fulfillment of God's promise to them. Even the blessing that the the wife or the husband that they have, I, I can see even them being here is a fulfillment of God's promise. God is faithful to redeem. God is faithful to fulfill his promises every single time we can trust in him. But Isaac is the fulfillment of God's promise and And here he is through his life as he's gotten older. He has now decided to settle in a land that actually is under the control of of an enemy of his family, really. Somebody that they'd had quarrels with over the years, his father had. The people of the Philistine people. And he decides to settle in the land that's actually under their control. He makes an agreement with Abimelech who is in charge and, and ultimately he settles in that land. And he settles in that land of his enemy or can, under the control of his enemy. He makes this agreement with them. And listen, he begins to prosper. Isaac does. He, he begins to really prosper. Not just succeed in just a little bit or, or just halfway, but he actually begins to be extremely successful. So much so that it draws the ire of his enemy. Can I tell you something today? It doesn't matter where we are. God can bless us anywhere. 
It doesn't matter who's in the White House. It doesn't matter who's the governor. It doesn't matter who the mayor is. It doesn't even matter who your boss is. I, I'm feeling Jesus right now. I just, I'm going to walk a little bit this way. It doesn't matter who is in the cubicle next to you at work. And sometimes it may not even matter who your neighbor is. I'm going to tell you, if God wants to bless you and God wants to put his hand on you, then he's going to cause you to succeed. And it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter how hot it is. It doesn't matter how difficult it is. God can cause his people to succeed. I just feel like saying even in this time, in this difficult time, God's got his hand on some Christian people. God's got his hand on people of faith and he's going to cause them to succeed and God can do it. But, but he causes great success to come upon Isaac. And the people of, of uh, the the people of that area, they they begin to notice and they get very jealous. It, it's so funny the the people that refuse to work get the most jealous. <laughs> the people that refuse to do anything seem to be the most upset when they see others succeeding. And they got jealous of him and Abimelech, being the diplomat that he was, I guess, in his friendship with Isaac came to him and he said, hey, could, you know, we're, we're really kind of put out by your success. And so could you, could you leave? <laughs> could you move? Because like, it's really, your house is a lot bigger than everybody else's. It's actually driving down the cost of living in our neighborhood and all that. But he said, you've got to get out of, of here because it's causing us to notice the blessing that's on you. And so you think that, that this is interesting. You think that that would bother Isaac. And you think that that would take him to a place of, of bitterness. You think that that might take him to a place where he said, you know what, I just I can't make it. You, you think that it would keep him up all night dealing with the fact that these people were, were upset at him. But, but Abimelech or, or, or Isaac, instead of stirring up a fight or anything like that, he knew in whom he believed. He knew where his success came from. It wasn't from his ingenuity or his smarts or his strength. It was the blessing of God that was on his life. And he looked at Abimelech and he said, okay. So he picked up all of his belongings and his people. And the Bible says that he moved on from there. I want to tell you that, that he, kept, he kept moving. It's interesting to me that jealousy pushed him out of that land Jealousy actually pushed him out of where he was going, but it didn't keep him out of God's blessing. So the jealousy of other people actually didn't hinder the blessing of God on his life. Even though they were jealous of him and they came against him and his success, it didn't keep him from success. He just kept moving. Oh, I wish we could just keep moving sometimes. Instead of listening to what people say and getting upset at what someone says about me or says about other people or, or somebody that's talking about me around the, the, the dinner table or whatever it may be, I, I wish we could just learn to keep moving, right? Once I got older, once I was young and I used to get upset at what people said about me and now I'm older and I just say, you know what, I must be interesting that they got something to say. So I'm just going to keep moving, I'm going to keep loving, I'm going to keep smiling. I promise you, you're not going to take my smile because God gave that to me. And I'm going to keep moving. And, and some of us, we need to learn to, to keep moving. We need to learn when everybody comes and says, you know what, you're so blessed that it's actually making me look bad. You know, people are so insecure. I'm just preaching right now. I'm not, I don't even know where this is coming from. We get so insecure sometimes that we start to get jealous of other people and we want to push them down so that we can prop ourselves up. I'm teaching my little girl that right now, my seven-year-old. She's always 
we'll come in and brag on Presley and what she's doing. I went and she had a great report on her student teacher conference and the, the oldest one was listening to that. She sat down and she said, well, well, mine was good too. You know, she just always, I'm trying to teach her. You don't have to push people down to make yourself look good. That's powerful right there. You don't have to push other people down to make yourself look good. It's those that, that prop other people up that actually look good. The beauty of the Lord is actually on those that prop other people up and bless other people and don't care about the credit and don't care about any of those things. They just want to be a blessing. But, but listen to this. He, he kept moving and he moved a little further. And listen to what he did. He didn't get stuck. Man. He didn't get stuck in that place. But the Bible says this in Genesis 26 and 18, the beginning of the scripture. It says, but Isaac dug again. He started digging again. So instead of, instead of staying where he was and getting stuck in that area, he, he moved on and he began to dig again. The Bible says he began to dig up the wells of, of his father Abraham. And listen to this. When he dug, he hit a spring. He had a spring of water. That means that there was a, an abundance of fresh spring water that they had in their wells. And the people that were in that area that he moved to saw this and they began to contend with Isaac about who it belonged to. Once again, isn't it funny that the people that refuse to do the work are jealous of those that actually will do the work. They'll actually pick up a shovel. It's interesting to me that Isaac had just moved there, and yet he discovered this well of spring of water. And all of these people that already had lived there, it had been under their feet for a long time, but they refused to do the work to get to it. They refused to actually move in such a way as to receive a blessing. They re refused to live in such a way as to actually receive something from God. But here is Isaac. He had just got there and he begins to dig. And all of a sudden he hits this well of water. And these people that did not work for it and it had been under their feet all of this time, they begin to get upset at Isaac. They begin to look at Isaac. I I'll tell you, the, the voice of people, I know it's hard to, to, to push the voice of what people say out of our heads. I get that, that that's kind of difficult to do, but I just want to tell you, there needs to be a voice that's louder than theirs. There needs to be a voice that's from heaven, that's pushing us towards the things of God, that's encouraging us in the things of God that we need to listen to and we need to hearken to instead of the jealousy of other people. And the Bible says this, that it was such a, a contention, uh, there was such contention in that place that they actually named the place Isaac, which means contention. Contention. They, they were contending with each other on who this belonged to. And you know what? He could have went to court and he could have spent years and years trying to fight for what was his. But instead, Isaac knew once again that his blessing was not from men. His blessing was from God. And that blessing can go with him wherever he goes. It can go with him in Tornado Alley in Oklahoma. It can go with him to Middletown, Ohio. It can go with somebody to Monroe, Ohio. It can go with you at Centos if you work there. Or it can go with you at, at First United. Wherever it is that you work, the blessing of God that's on us will go with us. It's not the company that's blessing us. It's the God that we serve that's blessing us. Isaac, he didn't contend anymore. He said, you know what? That's fine. You guys can have it. You didn't work for nothing but whatever. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing. He didn't say that at all, actually. But he moved on from there. He moved on from there. And guess what went with him? The blessing of God. He dug another one. Refused to stop. You'd think that he'd settle in his chair and say, you know what, I've tried a couple of times and people just don't like me, Mom. Nobody likes me, Dad. 
Nobody likes me, so I'm just not going to try anymore. I, everywhere I go, people just don't see. No, no, he had something deep in him. He had something strong in him. He had a toughness to him that said, you know what? God is with me, and I'm going to keep going in the direction I need to go. And it says that he dug another one, and listen to this. And again, again, the people of that area quarreled with him. And this time, it wasn't a, a contending of, of whose it belonged to. It was actually deep, a deep quarreling. And the Bible actually says that Isaac named that place. It was so deep, the, the, the battle that he was in for that place, that he called that place Sitna, which means enmity. It means enmity. You see what's happening here. Jealousy, contention. Then now we're enemies. He's battling with some jealous people, and he moves on from there because the blessing of God is on him. Then he battles with and begins to contend with people about who it belongs to, what he has. And he says, well, you know what? God's with me, and he'll bless me down the street just like he'll bless me. So he, he kept moving, and he started digging. And then now people come, and there was a, a fierce disagreement. There was fierce opposition to where he was. There was fierce opposition to what he had, so much so that, that Isaac was uh, felt the, the bitterness of it, that he named that place. Sitna, which means enmity. There was an, an enemy. He, the, 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 there was a turn up in the opposition. There was a the opposition had had increased in their life. Can I tell you something about the the increase of, of opposition on the the people of God? It is not a we we get into this teaching and this training sometimes that's so wrong. We think that when bad things happen to us, or when negative things happen, or or difficult things happen, that we've done something wrong. Can I tell you that sometimes bad things happen or negative things happen because we're doing things right? I don't know if you can receive that because we're, we're into this. I heard a guy uh, this, this week uh, uh, talking about some different things and how what, what the, his version of what, what Christianity was and following the Lord. And it sounded to me more like he was looking for the tooth fairy and not Jesus Christ. I want to tell you that this life is hard, but God is greater. I want to tell you that this life may be difficult, but Christ is with us, and he's the hope of glory in me, and he's going to bring me through every single trial and every single battle because he's faithful to the end. And I come into this place to escape from the world, but I don't escape to somewhere that's not real. I escape to, to this house and, and worship the Lord to get into a place of God's glory where heaven can invade this place and can speak to us and encourage us. But contention had started, jealousy had started, and contention, and then ultimately there was a, an enmity that happened but listen to this but then the Bible says but Isaac kept moving man that is such a powerful thing but Isaac moved on from that he moved on from that maybe there's some battles that we need to let go of this morning maybe there's some battles we've been fighting for 15 years that we need to go on and let go of and keep moving maybe there's some some bitterness and some unforgiveness Maybe there's some deals that have gone bad, some relationships that have gone bad that, that, that we're still living with the baggage of that relationship. What if I told you today that the Lord can heal you? What if I told you today that the Lord can touch your hurt and he can touch your disappointment? And, and although he can't change the fact that you went through it, like the Bible says Joseph did, he, he named one of his kids uh, uh, that, that after he had come through all that he had went through, he named one of his kids a name that meant to, I have... God has caused me to forget all of my troubles. God has caused me, he's brought me into a place where, yes, I can know that I've been through some things, but the hurt and the sting and the pain of that, God has healed that, God has touched that, and he's caused me to be brand new. 
He's caused me to, to be brand new. He's caused me to minister with a fresh zeal. He's caused me to be a, a husband or, or a wife with a, a fresh love and a fresh outlook because I'm not letting those words that were spoken over me get into my heart and into my life. I'm going to love because he loved me first. I, I'm going to care about people because he cares about me. I should cast all of my cares upon him because he cares for me. Our, our trials are not actually a denial. And they're really not even a defeat. They're actually an opportunity. They're an opportunity in Christ for God to bring us through. You may say, you don't know where I've been and you don't know what I've gone through. You're right. Maybe I do. Chances are I was with you when it happened. Chances are we were there together in the midst of of that trial and that tribulation. I don't know where you're at and I don't know... Maybe what you've gone through, and and I haven't experienced that myself, but I know one who knows where you are. I know one that cares where you are. I know one that's committed to to where you are. But but listen listen to this scripture. Again, it says, we rejoice in our sufferings. Oh, dig again. (laughs) We rejoice in them. That, That means they don't cause us to quit. They don't cause us to turn back. They don't cause us to to give up. They actually cause us to dig in. (laughs) They actually cause us to not quit. They actually cause us to say, I'm getting a breakthrough and I'm hanging on until I get the breakthrough and I'm not giving up until that breakthrough comes because He is the Lord of the breakthrough. His word tells me and His promises are true. That means I'm going to hang on to Him until the fulfillment of the promise. It doesn't matter. I I hate to say this, but but, but come hell or high water, I'm going to hang on to him because I know that he's the fulfiller of his promises. It says that we, we rejoice in our sufferings knowing that the suffering is producing perseverance. I'm going to say something today that just, Lord, forgive me. And pastor will be back next week and I'll never get to preach again for a minute. But, you know, I'm, I'm concerned. I'm concerned about Christians. And to be honest, as a youth pastor, I'm really concerned about teenagers. I'm really concerned. I don't know whether it's just a bad teaching. I don't know what it is. But I'm really concerned because it takes so little to get us to give up. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take deep trials to get us to stop believing in God. It just takes a little bit of trouble, a little bit of trial. And we preached the message in the youth are in, in Oasis a couple of weeks ago, or a couple of months ago. We called it just tough. We just called it tough. We just called it learning how to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might and knowing that we'll go through some things. And, and we've got to learn to have a faith that will not give up. We've got to learn to have a faith that's resilient. We've got to learn to have a faith to worship when it hurts. <laughs> we've got to learn to, to get on our face and pour our hearts out to the Lord longer than the 30-second microwave dinner that we get every night. We, we've got to learn to, to seek after the Lord. We've got to learn to, to dig deep into the things of God. We, we've got to learn that every time we feel something, we don't have to believe it. 
Every time we feel fear, we don't have to believe it and follow it. Every time we feel anxious, every time we feel doubt, every time we feel sad, every time we feel anger, it doesn't mean we have to follow after that. It doesn't mean that we have to submit to that. We have a Lord that's greater. We have a God that His eternal truth stands, and I'm going to stand according to that. It doesn't matter how I feel today. It doesn't matter how I feel tomorrow because God is unchanged, and I'm going to stand with Him every single time. But we've got to rise up, and we've got to get a strength about us and a resolve about us that we are not going to quit because in not quitting, all of a sudden we develop this perseverance. That means we're able to persevere. That means we're able to endure all kinds of insults and jealousy and all kinds of enmity and and all kinds of contention. We're able to endure that and keep going. And then the Bible says when we've endured that and and we've gone through that, then it produces a character in us. That character is the thing that saves your marriage. That character in you is the thing that keeps your ministry going. That character in you is is what ultimately gets you in this place. And you've been serving the Lord. And and one day your your legacy is going to be one where you serve the Lord. That that character in you is going to save even your grandchildren. Because they're going to see that you've been through some things. And you trusted in the Lord. And you believed in the Lord and the power of His might. You didn't believe in the tooth fairy. And you didn't believe in all of these things. You believed in Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, the faithful one. He's faithful and he's true. And it's in him I have hope. And it's in him I'm redeemed. It's in him that I believe. And the Bible says that all of a sudden, out of that character, you have a hope. Oh, there was this lady in our church, in my dad's church in, in uh, Oklahoma City, and she never said much, but, but she had this character. She had been through so many things. Her, her mother was, had ended up being a missionary, but her dad had been a, a drunk, and he had been an alcoholic, and he had left and cheated on his mother and, and kind of left her to, to public shame. And, and all of that could have totally ruined their family, but instead they dug in. Instead they said, you know what, I'm going to run to the Lord because he's my refuge and he's my shield and he's my strong tower and he's my very present in time of very present help in time of trouble I'm not walking away from the one I need I'm running to the one as fast as I can and I'm going to hide under his wings and he's going to give me strength and I'm going to tell you today she has a a son and a daughter one of her sons has 10 children and every one of them are saved today every one of them are following the Lord Almost all of them are involved in ministry somehow today. I want to tell you, we need to run to the Lord. I want to. We need to run to hide underneath the, the banner of His wings. When we fall, when we go through difficult things, instead of running away and hiding, we need to run and hide in Him. Find His strength. He says it produces a hope in us. And this hope, it will not disappoint us. It will not disappoint us. Disappointment. <laughs> Anybody ever been disappointed before? Anybody ever felt like you were trusting God for something and it didn't come about like maybe you thought? Maybe the problem was the thought. Maybe the problem was you didn't look at it like Isaac did. Isaac didn't lose hope or faith, he kept going kept believing he had a hope in him and he wasn't going to be disappointed oh dig again I feel the Lord Jesus dig again, rise again put your shovel out ministers put your shovel out mom and dad and start to work for the Lord again, start to love on your kids again, start to pour into your kids again 
in your ministry, wherever it may be, get back out on the street. It doesn't matter if nobody showed up to do it with you. Jesus showed up with you, and he'll go with you, and he'll spread his love and his peace through you. Get back to, to work. It says this, that Isaac went on from that place of enmity, sitting up. This is what it says in Genesis chapter 26 and verse 22 today. This is what God is speaking to you. Speaking to you. And it says, and he moved from there and he dug another well. And they did not quarrel over it. (laughs) If we knew how close we were to that breakthrough. If we knew how close we were to that outpouring, if we knew how close we were to that thing that we've been praying and, and asking God, if we knew how close we were to it, we wouldn't give up. And maybe that's that hope that the Bible's talking about. We, we've been through some things and they haven't been denials. I want to say that again. They've been preparing you and prepping you. Keep pushing, keep, keep fighting, keep standing, keep standing in God's grace or, or by His grace in, in which we stand. It says this, it says, for the, they, they did not quarrel over that well. So listen, He called its name Rehoboth. It says, for now the Lord has made room for us. We shall be fruitful in this land. The Lord made room. The Bible tells us the definition of that ray of both. One of the, the, the parts of that one different definition. It's the same thing, but it says the space, a spacious place. He's going to bring us into a spacious place. He, he's going to make room for us again. He, he, he's going to fight our fights for us. He's going to take care of the business that he's always been in the business of taking care of. That's taking care of us. He's going to make the room. He's going to bless you. He's going to touch you. I want to tell you again to to rise up. I want to tell you again to call upon the name of the Lord today even, and he will not cast you out. Stand to your feet with me this morning. Oh, the blessing of God cannot be denied (laughs) even the the enemy of our soul can't steal that from us only way to lose that is to walk away from it only way to lose that is to not abide in it to not rest to stand in that grace bow your heads and close your eyes with me today I want to pray a prayer Pastor Richard's going to come to do a couple things. I cried out to the Lord this morning just to give me an opportunity. Just to give me an opportunity for someone to make their life right. I said this and I've been saying it to our youth group is you know we, we talk about worry and fear and concern but, but I want to tell you something. I, I feel concerned over our souls and if we don't feel a concern over that today I, I know you do. I know you feel that concern and I want you to respond to that today. There's nothing to fear Christ. There's nothing to fear in following Him. I'm going to pray right now. And I just want all those that that maybe you you take a look at your life and you say, you know what, it's not where it needs to be. You can make that commitment today with joy. With joy. Not not begrudged in any way, but you can make that commitment to Him today. And the joy of the Lord, it'll be your strength. You'll walk out of here with more than you came in. You'll walk out of here with a relationship with Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of your faith from everlasting to everlasting. He's always been. And you'll walk out of him. He'll know your name. You'll be redeemed. 
and you'll be set free. I'm going to pray a prayer, and you just pray in your heart. Just pray that you're going to confess him as Lord with your mouth and believe in your heart that he's the Son of God. He rose on the third day. We're praying right now. Pray with me. Father, we love you, and we praise you, and we thank you today. We ask, God, we all pray right now. God, we take a check on our hearts and our lives, and God, we submit to you, God. We commit our lives to you. God, we know that we can leave here washed in the blood. We can leave here covered. God, we can leave here making a fresh commitment to you and a fresh commitment to the things of you, the things you love. And God, I pray that you would touch. God, I pray that you would redeem. God, I pray that right now, God, you'd restore, God, lives and relationships and even minds, God, that have been exhausted with anxiety, exhausted with addiction, God, exhausted with all kinds of of chains that the enemy puts on us. But instead, Lord, I pray for a freedom from heaven, God, to come over us. I pray for a a chain-breaking freedom, God, the power of your spirit, God, to, to rest and to abide. As we submit, God, to you, we can't have that, God, if we don't submit to you, God. If we don't commit to you, God, that, that, that's, that's not going to happen. But, Lord, we do that, God. We make a choice today to commit to you, God. Now, I pray for every believer, God, hurt. God, I, I pray for every believer, God, living under the, 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 the words, the bondage of, of hurtful things, God, painful things that they've been through. God, I pray for a fresh wind, God. I pray for a breath from heaven to breathe on them, God, that, that nurtures, God, the, the good things of God in their heart, God, and kicks out every ounce of hurt, God, every ounce of bitterness, God, that defiles many. God, I pray that you would touch and release, God, your anointing. God, I pray for a healing power. Church, Can we lift our hands right now all over the church, God? And we receive, God, that healing touch. God, we receive that restoration. God, we receive, God, that move upon our hearts. God, forgive us, God. Forgive us for the times, God, when doors seem to close. And, God, instead of knocking, God, instead of being redirected, instead of moving, God, we quit. God, I I pray that you'd raise up your ministers. God, you'd raise up, God, your watchmen. God, I pray you'd raise up the women of God in this house. God, I pray that you'd use your ministers. God, you'd use your people. God, God, we'll praise you for it and we'll thank you for it. God, we'll receive it in the name of Jesus. God, by your, oh, Jesus. God, in the name of Jesus, God, we keep moving. Man, I feel that so deep in my spirit. Keep moving. You, you think you've lost it. You think that you, you can't have it. You think that it's never going to happen. I just feel like if we keep moving, I, I feel like the Lord's telling us just keep pushing. Don't, don't quit. Don't give up. Get your shovel back out and dig again. God is going to make a place for you. God is going to make a spacious place for you. His promises, they're yes and amen. And God, we thank you for that and we give you praise. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. 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 Do you pray?